This is Hannah Sheehy and welcome to Lunch with Auntie. Lunch with Auntie is a podcast in which I interview people in a variety of fields, each successful in their own way, and really ask the questions, what do you do and how did you get there? Whenever I'm back in Singapore, my mum always says that I have to meet with Auntie so-and-so or Uncle so-and-so to figure out and understand what they do. I've been lucky enough to be surrounded by brilliant, successful people like Auntie Michelle throughout my childhood, but I've always found it easy to just know she's an oil or she's a banker rather than ask actual questions to these exceptional people. I am now, as a 17-year-old, getting to the stage where I need to decide what my first career is going to be, and I thought a good place to start is figuring out what the people around me actually do. I thought, why not make these lunches educational, not just for myself, but for others? So today, my first guest is Michelle Chiu, or as I know her, Auntie Michelle. A little bit about Auntie Michelle. She is the CEO of Miwa International Inc., an agriculture business focusing on edible oils and fats. Before that, she had a career at ExxonMobil for six years, and before her career even began, she graduated with a degree in chemical engineering from Imperial College London with first degree honours. In 2004, she continued her education, obtaining an MBA from INSEAD. Last year, she won the Women's Entrepreneur Award and is all around an inspiring female role model for those around her. So... Let's welcome Auntie Michelle to Lunch with Auntie. Firstly, I'd like to throw it right back to before university and during university, if that's all right. So how did you decide on Imperial and how did you decide on a STEM degree and more specifically chemical engineering? Well, I'm very lucky, um, which is that since a very young age, I actually enjoyed mathematics. Now, I know that most people, um, in even um, among my friends, that um, they would have um, people around them who did not support STEM. Mm-hmm. My, I was very fortunate that my mother um, saw my interest in mathematics and actually encouraged me to pursue an engineering degree at Imperial. So even at a very young age, and I was 14, mm-hmm. I decided that I wanted to be an engineer and mm-hmm. that Imperial College would be my dream location. Yes. And um, that was the goal at which I worked towards. So this is just more out of curiosity, but what was the gender split in your incoming class at Imperial? Okay, so um, when I was at Imperial, um, it because I was doing chemical engineering, the gender split was about 25%. And I actually okay. thought it was pretty good compared to the rest of uh, Imperial. Imperial is a, at that time uh, did not have medicine. So yes. it was a very engineering focused um, u- university and so... It, uh, the other engineering disciplines had 5 to 10% women. Oh, so wow. at chemical engineering, it was really very high. At um, I, it, it was somewhat below 25%. And I have to admit that I talked more about soccer during my years at university than I knew about it. Uh, surprisingly, um, MBA was much worse. So MBA was actually 9%. So um, oh, wow. I, did, I did feel it when I... Um, at uh, when I first my first day of uh, MBA school, that's actually quite unexpected. You typically expect it to be the other way around. Yeah. Um, on your degree, did you find it useful? And kind of in two parts, really. Firstly, was the paper itself kind of useful? Getting a chemical engineering degree, and was the content 
that you learned in those was it three year degree or four year degree four. um four year degree um useful on the day to day when you moved into your career okay so i i have to admit i don't remember much from my uh, university course i always remembered the first course which i did which was on material balance mm-hmm. and i've used it everywhere <laughs> so as a concept it was very yes. uh, useful um i think that my first job which was at exxon uh, mm-hmm. was amazing so it really shaped how i approach the world and view yeah um and that i i believe as a if if i could explain in terms of learning i think that far outweighed everything else i did okay so it's really when you moved from being a student to an employee really you i i was really in my, my 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 first job and the reason is because mm-hmm. um Exxon is a company with a very long history. Yes. And um they had very well defined uh management um standard operating procedures. They had a culture embedded in yes. the company and um it was something which engulfs a person. And okay. um there was a lot I learned practically yeah. which um I would I would say that I I still apply. Okay. Um fast forward a few years. What made you decide to further your in, uh, education at INSEAD, and what was the main takeaway from this prestigious MBA, or as my biased dad would say, the best MBA in the world? Yeah, so I I think uh, if you are in engineering, the world is very narrow, right? Mm-hmm. And um, INSEAD was good because it enabled me to meet um, a lot of different people, uh, a lot of whom were from um, financial or mm-hmm. um, management. um background and um so it just broadened my 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 circle okay so i did a little stock of miwa's website last night and i saw that it opened its first refinery in 1987 and then since then production has multiplied 25 times um can you talk about this transition and the and the transition since you joined in 2004 for example were there any cha- uh challenges that you faced bringing this company into the 21st century um well i think ultimately in life mm-hmm. whether it is in your career or studies the most important thing is attitude and the thing that the the overwhelming attitude is that um whether you have the attitude to keep improving mm-hmm. and um the 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 thing about uh, meihua is that we believe that ultimately it is it is how you see the world So if you see the world as is and mm-hmm. it only as is then that's the only thing you're ever going to achieve. Yeah. Whereas if you look at the world and you see that it can grow exponentially or there are so many opportunities then that is the world which you will see. Mm-hmm. So I think that um it's the key takeaway which I would say. I know from my mom that you recently started a female chapter in your members organization YPO which I think is fantastic by the way. But why do you think it was an important step to take? Well, um it is it's uh, honestly the um YPO is a very American centric organization. Yeah. And so what we wanted to do was to replicate a lot of what they have in America and bring it to Asia. Yes. So, um the the women's chapter is just a brilliant way to meet a uh, women across the region. Yeah. And so I I well first of all honestly I enjoy hanging around you with them. <laughs> uh and one of the reasons I do is because 
when you join a network such as YPO, you meet a lot of people who are very, I mean, they're all type A personalities. Yes. They're very driven, um, but it's all about improving oneself. Mm-hmm. So um, after having spent about eight over years at YPO, it really was about how do you bring the experience of joining a business network to the next level. Yes. And one of the things we wanted to do was to form closer bonds with other people within the region. Mm-hmm. And the women's platform allowed us to do that. Um, it is also very interesting and surprising maybe to, our, to your listeners to realize that in terms of percentage of women entrepreneurs, um, Asia Pacific actually, I think, is number two in the region oh, wow, across YPO. Awesome. So we actually do very well in terms of, um, in a way, in terms of having uh, women um, in, in, in the workforce in senior positions. Okay. And each one of these women are very dynamic and yes. it's just been a pleasure to get to know them better. Oh, well, that's fantastic. You have three gorgeous and lovely daughters. Um, any tips on how you balance being a super mum and a super CEO? Well, first of all, I'll tell you that I let them do whatever they want. <laughs> um, I think here in Asia, we're very lucky uh, because we have a lot more family support mm-hmm. um, and even help than some of our counterparts, say, in Europe or in America. Yes. Um, so because of that, um, the, the, the art of balancing is uh, mm-hmm. much more important. Uh, much easier. So I was very lucky because um, when I was very deeply involved in my career, my mother stepped in, yes. and I and I think that um, even like yourself, mm-hmm. so the fact that there is a supportive grandmother in in, in your case, just really helps um, the 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 women to 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 give all to their careers. Yeah. Um, and and having a, a grandmother figure to raise the children also allow them to have. The, um, the value system yes. which is I think very important mm-hmm. my mother was fantastic I mean with Janelle she used to she used to do exercises with Janelle jumping jacks <laughs> squats oh that's fantastic um, I mean she was a very active grandmother yes. she is a very active grandmother <laughs> and I'm very grateful to what she has uh, done um, I'm also very lucky because I married someone who um, is very supportive Yes. And I think that's also important, mm-hmm. right? So, 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 yeah. so some people, um, maybe they have more family obligations. Yes. Uh, but I've been very blessed to marry someone who, who truly sees me as a baby. That's fantastic. Um, so what does a typical day look like? Global pandemic aside, so what do you do on the day-to-day of running um, your company? Well, well so I, I try to wake up early. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, if I'm lucky, I actually can go for, 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 for exercise, actually, even before. Then I will try to spend time with my eldest. So I send her to school. Yes. Um, and I really enjoy the time we have together. Yes. Right? And then after that, we work. And then, um, well, depending on what we do, then there's the... So basically, you break up the day into three parts, right? But you have the morning session, the afternoon session, and the evening session, mm-hmm. yeah. of which is occupied roughly and then you know I can come home and decompress or do some work yeah okay yeah no it's been a massive trend recently to see you know CEOs morning routines and CEOs like how CEOs live their life um some of them have really crazy stuff that they do but I think it's really interesting you split your day into three um 
And lastly, um, CEO answers aside and leadership answers aside, do you have any book recommendations? I love asking this question because I know you read a lot. And um, for everyone listening at home, I know reading can be a massive thing. Is there anything you've been reading recently that you think everyone should so, so read? So people read according to their interests, right? So it of depends course. on what are your interests. Mm-hmm. So um, I like to look at, I mean, I, I like politics. I like um, stories of, about people. Um, and then um, I like history. So yes. all facets I, I, I enjoy. Um, I enjoyed um, last year, if I could recall the books, I enjoyed reading um, Zero Marginal Cost Society okay. by Jeremy Rifkin, which is basically making a look in the, in the future. Yes. I love all my autobiographies, so mm-hmm. I read what, Finding My Virginity by uh, Richard Branson. I read Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. I read um, Elon Musk, um, which was um, about his own crazy journey. Yes. Um, and um, I, I, I read um, about the Chinese entrepreneurs, whether they were like the Ma Hua Ting of Tencent or the okay. Renjun Fei of Huawei. So you could imagine, right? Yes. Because I'm interested in business, these things would interest me. Definitely. Um, and and, and I, a massive variety as well. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I like and I like reading about. Um, uh, basically, I think there are a lot of people who like to maybe criticize what's going on in politics, etc. Yes. Um, I just like to understand because um, nobody's crazy. Yes. Um, everyone uh, follows a trend, mm-hmm. um, which they have. Etc. So I read books like um, War and Peace by Ronan Farrow, which talked about yes, the State Department. I've read it. That's fantastic. Um, and um, Accidental Superpower by Peter Shahan, which mm-hmm. so all of this just you know just broadened the mind. Yes. Um, I I read the whole history on on Middle East and um, oh wow, and so that was also very interesting, um, because um, yeah I I try to make sure that I don't only have one. View, one viewpoint of the yeah. world, right? But okay. to look at uh, multiple viewpoints, mm-hmm. um, so that 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 was very interesting. Well, that's absolutely fantastic, and that is all my questions. Thank you so much for being my first guest on this podcast, and all your answers are fantastic and really, really, really cool. And oh, I'm so excited to edit this and put it up and <laughs> put all this together. Okay, thanks. <laughs>